When we walked through Huntley Meadows Park in D.C., I wasn't sure what to expect. Professor Murray told us all to stop, quiet as he pointed. Then I saw it, the iconic white head, the yellow beak. To be honest, I was scared. The huge head turned and stared right at me, seeming to look right into my soul. In 1782, the United States adopted the bald eagle as the country's national symbol. During this time, the nation had as many as 100,000 nesting eagles. Can you imagine that 60 years ago, the symbol of the U.S. and arguably the free world was on the brink of extinction? The first I heard about the most successful wildlife conservation story was my first time bird watching with Professor Murray, fitting it was in the nation's capital. But how did we let the most notable symbol of the country reach its demise? And how did we go from 417 breeding pairs in 1963 to as many as 100,000 today? Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for tuning in for another installment of Talk in Nature with Tiana. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about arguably the greatest comeback story of all time that brought back the bald eagle. The bald eagle became one of the first species protected by the Endangered Species Act, also known as the ESA, when it passed with bipartisan support and was signed under President Nixon in 1973. The listing process for a species to end up on the endangered species list must be based on science rather than cost, but when looking at critical habitats, those can consider economic impacts. What we see a lot with environmental policy, or at least what I've learned, is the economic battle where it seems like a zero-sum game, the environment and its inhabitants, or money. But here we see something different with the ESA, which is regarded as the nation's most powerful tool in protecting wildlife. However, when former President Trump came into office, the ESA changed a bit. He eased the process for delisting species, reduced the protections for species labeled as threatened, and other habitat decisions that he claimed to prioritize conjuring costs and national security. This thankfully did not affect the bald eagle, and when President Biden came into office, he rescinded habitat limitations and cost consideration requirements, voting well for the animals on the list. We need to first take a look at how the bald eagle ended up on this list. Research leads us to believe that the decline of the bird started in the 1800s. The species was developing a bad reputation. America is not the same America we live in today. I mean, back then, most of us were farmers who saw the bald eagle as a threat to our chickens, goats, and other livestock. Although its major source of food is mostly fish and carrion, If the bald eagle sees an injured bird or other small animal that are easy to catch, it's going for it. So those chickens were advertising for some eagles, and so they became a target. Professional hunters were actually offered bounties for collecting bald eagles, and sports hunters were encouraged to shoot them. But a lot of legislation passed to help with this in the 1900s. I mean, most of us now during this time are off the farms and are in factories, and America developed. The Lacey Act of 1900 came about and prohibited the possession, transport, and trade in illegally taken wildlife, which means no more permits to eagle hunters. The Migratory Bird Treaty was a treaty between the U.S. and Canada to protect migratory birds from being overhunted. The bald eagle and other species of birds are honestly difficult to care for because they're not just confined to one space, they move. 
Then the Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918 was instituted two years after the treaty and outlawed taking of migratory birds, with the definition of taking including killing, capturing, selling, trading, and transporting migratory bird species. And if things could not get better for the protection of the bald eagle, we have... The Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act, which was enacted in 1940. I mean, it doesn't get better than this, having an act named after you. This expanded protections that extended beyond the bird itself. It prohibited the killing or possession of eggs or feathers and nest destruction. Also, around this time, there was the issue of DDT, which has a long chemical name that I can't pronounce, but it's an intesticide widely and mostly in agriculture. It was the first modern synthetic intesticide and was seen as a miracle to prevent the spread of disease, especially malaria. It became widely used starting in 1945. Nesting females were actually accidentally crushing their own eggs because they were weakened by DDT. By the end of the 1960s, and after many years of massive egg failures, unfortunately, that lasted 18 years since the introduction of DDT, the amount of nesting pairs was in the 400s. This was a big problem and was even harming humans. In 1972, Congress banned DDT due to the number of environmental movements around the country, and arguably it was one of the most instrumental moves to protecting the bird and other species. A year later, the ESA was passed, which we discussed, and at this point, the bald eagle was deemed under major threat and protected by law. John Kostiak, who was an attorney for the National Wildlife Federation, described it as one of the greatest wildlife success stories in the history of this country. The recovery has been attributed to the reduction in the use of DDT, which really impacted the eagle's reproductive success, along with habitat protection and management plans. The bird was delisted in 2007. The Fish and Wildlife Service is in charge of making sure the species doesn't repeat history, and the ESA defines a species to be recovered when, and I quote, the threat has been reduced, extinction is unlikely, and there is little chance of the species becoming endangered again within the foreseeable future, end quote. The FWS transitioned from the ESA to the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act, which is a more flexible law. This was met with some resistance from biologists who were still nervous and thought that this shift would mean less protection and the species to be more prone to endangerment. But I have to admit, the bird's recovery process was on track. Actually, by 1999, eagle populations exceeded goals. Today, there's an estimate 316,700 in the lower U.S. And to put it in perspective again, in the 1950s, there were fewer than 1,000. I don't think it gets better than this, seeing legislation work and science leading that legislation. Let's not take away the greatest comeback story that is the bald eagle. However, let's also not forget that our actions have indirect effects that usually end up as burdens to the animal kingdom. At the same time, what happens there, more often than not, turns around and affects us. Look at what DDT did, for example. Not only is the bald eagle symbolic of the nation, but they play a larger part in assisting with nature's cleanup process. They're also known hunters that keep the animal population strong. While we help the bald eagle, what about other species? Why are we not calling ourselves out and the effect we have on the animal kingdom? Imagine if we acted just a little later. 
wasn't Rachel Carson telling us to be careful with the use of intesticides since we didn't know their true effects, especially long term? Today, there are over 1,300 species that are listed as threatened or endangered under the Endangered Species Act. The primary causes of ending up on this list include habitat changes, overpopulation of wildlife for commercial purposes, non-native species making their way in, pollution, and the spread of disease. There should not be this many on the ESA's list. I mean, we saw the effectiveness of the 1970s legislation and its rigor to protect species. And why are we not changing our ways? Some species may not be as lucky as the bald eagle. But it's important to highlight our successes in the environmental realm for it provides hope when much of the conversation around the environment is pessimistic. However, just because we saved the bald eagle doesn't mean we should be satisfied. The public and government worked together to protect our nation's symbol, and in 2007, it was removed from the endangered species list with over 100,000 nesting pairs out and about today. Let's work this successfully together to remove the other species on the list. But the good news is bald is back. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Talk in Nature with Tiana.